It's Growing in Greatness radio show with host Gwendolyn Singletary. We want to be your source for reliable, relevant, and informative strategies that disrupt the norm and to help ambitious achievers grow in greatness. Don't miss it. Mondays at 6 p.m. right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Achievers grow in greatness. Greatness, 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 greatness. Well, happy Monday to all of you. I'm so happy to be here. And more importantly, I'm happy that you are here. It's a beautiful day, uh, first part of November, November the 8th, Monday, and we are looking forward to some great information today. If you have been with us over the last week, um, and we actually we call that too, we were talking about marketing plans. We talked about the marketing plan and what it is, the blueprint to get you from point A to point B, to help you grow your sales, your uh your customer base, your average check, number of things of that nature. And we start talking about the different aspects of the media plan. So last week we started off with social media, and we had our social media guru with uh, being social media Princess Cooper on, and we got into social media, how important it is, the number of platforms and that sort of thing. But it led us to a point where we wanted to come back and discuss, and I asked her, she said yes, to come back and discuss um, accountability with social media, with all of the influence that social media has, that you have if you're using social media, there has to be some level of accountability. So you want to talk about that from a brand perspective as well as a platform perspective. What is a platform's requirements as well? So, Princess, are you there? I am. Thank you for having me. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for being here again with us. Uh, we dragged you back in here. You couldn't really say no to what I did it before, so thank you so much for agreeing to come back. And let's talk about the social media accountability. We're hearing so much about social media, specifically social, um, Facebook and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, so, so, breaking so, um, Facebook up. Facebook has a huge platform, uh, also has other platforms they own as well as WhatsApp as well as Instagram. But let's talk about mm-hmm. when the retail, the business itself, what are you responsible? How, what's your responsibility as you put use these platforms of social media? You know, Gwen, I also want to start with this, and that is, is that this social media in general has allowed us to have a voice and mm-hmm. not have to really prove who we are, um, yeah. allowed us to have a, an opinion or even a lie and post it and let that fester without really having to prove, you know, um, have a picture up or prove whatever. But um, as a business, you know, it is our responsibility to always put out the truth to make sure that what you are putting out there you own and that it's not copyrighted from someone else and you're infringing on their their rights. Um, it is also for us to make sure our brand is well represented and that we're not in the midst of trying to tag along with any conspiracy theories out there. So our businesses have, have a responsibility um, to do that and to maintain a level of democracy. And that's really where we've gotten into this, you know, post-January um, 6th, where so much was traveled through social media to do so much and plan for January 6th. But we've now come full circle to it's our responsibility to post the truth, to live by that, not to infringe on anybody's rights or their, their copyrighted material, and to um, stay away from the conspiracy. 
Right. And, and, and that's a brand yourself, your company, your, your personal brand, exactly. your company brand. You're responsible to represent the truths of who you are, your, your company's values. You're responsible for representing your products in an honest way. You're responsible mm-hmm. for um, how you um, communicate your value proposition, but not putting down someone else's value proposition. Mm-hmm. You're responsible not to cause arguments and arguments and fights on social media. You're responsible to represent yourself in a very, very uh, professional way. So we as companies, because what you said earlier was so important, that we have a voice now. We are now able to say things untethered. We just go out there and say we mm-hmm. want to say no one calls you back in. Nobody makes you prove it. Nobody, you're able to do these things. So we have to be careful to keep the integrity and to keep this country, keep this platform, to keep our minds uh, on a way of going forward and pushing forward positively to do certain things. Yeah, yeah. And also, Gwen, it is important if we have a company that has more than one employee, you must have a social media policy just like you have an attendance policy or even a COVID-19 policy. There has to be something in place. And your company, if you are in a company plus one, plus 20, plus 100, plus 500, then your company will actually um, make sure that your particular device that you surf the internet on or that you work on from work they only allow certain parameters you can't go over to here that's blocked you can't go over to here but even your company you must have a policy policy that states that you can't go on your own personal social media and say i hate the president that that will get you fired or right. I don't believe in this, or I don't believe in, I can't stand black. You, there is a level of responsibility that companies have to their employers, and if they say certain things, then how accountable are you for your, your employees saying something while they're at work on social media? Because that is part of your brand. You know, as we talked yes. about brand before, your employees, the atmosphere in which a person comes into your place of business, uh, the rhetoric that is dispelled, how uh, um, pleasant and nice and welcoming your environment is and what your employees say, even on the phone or when you're talking, doing business mm-hmm. online, how uh, inviting, how professional they are. So that's a huge part of your company's brand. You can't say, oh, well, you know, I, they, I just let them say that. I don't believe that. No, you can't do that because that re- re- um, reflects on your company's brand. And I think um, yes. people need to think about that. Um, this is such a new phenomenon. And, um, you know, it hasn't been uh, the same type of uh, scrutiny that other forms of media have. And let me just say one thing about that. One of the benefits of social media is that it is, it's in your own voice. Uh, it is spontaneous. It's unscripted most of the time. Um, you can change it very quickly. Those are positives of social media because other forms of media require you to uh, uh, prepare a script, have a, a, a commercial um, uh, uh, cut shot, and then edit it. And you have certain time slots you can put it in and all that for radio and for television and for print. All those other medias require more time. And, in fact, there are even yes. um, entities set up for t- 
television and radio to view and listen to your commercials before they go on, right? But in social That's media, correct. you don't have that anymore. You have the ability to go online when you wake up in the morning and say whatever is on your mind. In fact, they encourage you to say, what are you mm-hmm. thinking today? What's on your mind today? If you want to put something out there at 9 o'clock in the morning and then decide you want to change it at 10, you can do that. You cannot do that with radio or print or television. So that's one of the benefits. That is correct. That it also gives you a, a, a arm to just kind of do whatever you want to do with no one policing it. There is, let's take radio, for instance. We're doing this podcast, and we're, you know, we, we want to be live and, and do this podcast every Monday at 6 p.m. But what you say to me, Gwen, there is a three-and-a-half-second lag time from when you say it to where I hear it. And right. that actually, you know, doing a producer, if there was something that was said that was really out of the way, Um, As a producer, I hear it three and a half seconds before it goes live, and I can go ahead and delete that or um, go ahead and cut you off at the head. On social media, there is no lag time. If I have an opinion and I say that I can't stand or I hate or whatever, there is no lag time. I post it, and it's immediately, immediately out there and exposed to the world not just the United States or the state of Columbia or city of Columbia, city of Columbia, South Carolina, but the world. And that is where everything becomes crucial. Do we now need to set up some parameters, some barriers to where, when you say it to when it's posted? Uh, Yeah, that's a thought. But to your point, you know, excuse me about that piece of it. And I want people to understand that once you put it in Hmm. the atmosphere, when I refer to social media, you can never take it back, and somebody's always got it. You can't erase it. You may take it down, but somebody still has it. Yes. So once you put yes. something out there, you cannot take it back. Yes. Um, Gwen Singletary, I get at least one, my highest has probably been five, request a week for me to eliminate something they have put on social media. I always get a request from a client or a potential client, hey, I hear you can erase this. And my immediate response is if you posted it, it is in the cloud, it is going to be somewhere. There's only so many places you can eliminate it. And if you put it in Facebook Messenger, it is there forever. If you put it on Facebook and you then hide it or delete it, this is still on the hard drive of Facebook in general. They can go with subpoena and get those records. So that is so true. If you put it out there, even though you delete it, you don't see it, it's still there. Someone still there. can access it. Mm-hmm. It's still there. And that's important for people to understand. So, um, you know, you, you, when you have something you want to put out there, think about it. Think about yes. you know, how it's going to play. Think about uh, how long it is, um, how short it needs to be, uh, the tone, the manner. All of that has to be thought about when you put something out there on Facebook. Even just as simple as a happy birthday, how you say that to a person. Yes. You know, and also yes. what you like. If people have some negative rhetoric out there, be careful what you agree to, what you agree with, because it's mm-hmm. out there. You know, it's out there. Exactly. You, you cannot take that back. And, and Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you know, be careful and never make an emotional post, whether it's business mm-hmm. or personal. Never mm-hmm. make an emotional post. Um, always sit and think about. And 
that edit key is, is there for a reason. Reword your, 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 your post if you feel that it does not reach everybody, say what it needs to say, or it may offend. Never put anything offensive in your post personally or, or, or with your own business and brand. Uh, I think people need to hear that. We use social media for so much more than we need to. Right. Yeah, you cannot, you cannot, you do not engage, start, or get involved with an argument on social media. Thank I, you. I have seen people post something and somebody else didn't like it and they said something back and then, my God, it, it, it's a snowball of everybody commenting. Yes. It is just as a good look. Yes. It's just not a good, not a good use of your time. Exactly. Not a good use of time. And in the so era not- of Trump, post Trump, and pre-Trump, in the middle of Trump, that became so apparent. Sorry to interrupt. No, no, we were actually doing um, our nation's business on Twitter um, the last four years. Yeah, ridiculous. Um, I don't care who was doing it. It was, it was, it was wrong to do. So we talked about this in terms of brand. Let's talk about, and we talked about a brand, and we talked about our responsibility as consumers, as um, owners of businesses as brands ourselves, what are our responsibilities? Let's talk a little bit about the social media uh, platforms and their responsibility. And that is a long, long, long conversation. We won't be able to uh, finish it today. We would not be able to solve it today. But let's talk a little yes. bit about that in terms of our the, the Facebook piece, the Twitter, WhatsApp, Instagram. I mean, there's a lot of calls right now in terms of social media accountability. Facebook's the first thing that comes up. They were the first one out there in a big, in a big, big way. Their numbers are huge, gigantic, enormous in terms of how much control they have. And in social media, the numbers mean everything. So let's talk about that in terms of what you think we could do to help us with some accountability on their end. Well, that's, that's such a, uh, a big question. But well, let me see if I can just maybe break it down. Um, and let me just talk from a Twitter and Facebook um, responses concerned. None of them um, drew their line in the sand until Joe Biden was confirmed by the Senate and the House. Once his presidency and the vote in the national election was confirmed in January, Facebook nor Twitter were bold enough to say, hey, former President 45, we are blocking you. As a matter of fact, we're taking, we're deleting your accounts, and you will not be able to come back to us for at least a year. And then after a year, we will review this again and make a decision. So... Um, but Facebook needs to take some onus, some ownership, some responsibility for what they have seen, what they've seen cultivated when it comes to racism, when it comes to hate, when it comes to um, organizing hate and racist meetings or events or projects. They need to take some culpability. And the reason that they haven't is because the more traffic you get, the more people that continue to come to Facebook and Twitter and all of this, the more money that you're making. So they weighed the option. They looked at the money in the right hand, and so they let the right, the left hand said, no, we're going to let you continue to pass on by and pass on by and pass on. We're going to let you get away with this. Only recently, after it has become so obvious that their responsibility lies more with them than does not, 
that they're starting to say, well, we don't know how to block this, or we don't want to block this, or we're we're thinking about, you know, where we're going to be to, to focus our attention. Is it going to be over here on hate groups? Is it going to be over here on Democratic groups or Republican groups? So they have some strategy out there, but they have not drawn their line in the sand yet, Gwen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That, that really did bring it. I mean, I have to say give some people credit prior to the election, um, Elizabeth Warren, she was a candidate for the Democratic nomination. She was very vocal about her uh, the need for us to put some restrictions on social media. Um, and she taught that a little bit. People kind of listened, didn't listen, whatever. But um, there was other groups out there kind of saying it. Um, but that time during the election and the January 6th insurrection really brought a big light to where and how and at what point do our social media platforms draw a line and how do we you know, police that? Because, you know, uh, conspiracies were, to your point, were developed and cultivated online. Um, let's not forget about what they call the big lie that um, the election was stolen. It was rigged. And I can call it a big lie at this point because there's been nothing yet that we have seen from all of the audits and all of the, um, you know, things they've done for the elections that have proven that there has been uh, any uh, jerry-rigging or any in, um, unfair accounting on the election. Mm-hmm. So it's a big lie. And people have continued yeah. to perpetuate that. And that has actually influenced um, United States specifically on their level of confidence in our democracy, their level of confidence in our uh, democratic process of voting. Um, it's also given people an opportunity to come up with different laws and things of that nature that um, it's just not in, in line with what we have believed in the past years. Once again, social media is about numbers, and numbers make a difference. And you have a platform that large that reaches billions with a B, not millions, billions mm-hmm. of people, then you have a very, very powerful weapon. That's correct. That is correct. And the election, after the election, there were 66 cases brought to the federal level or even to the Supreme Court, 66 cases. And all 66 cases said there was no interference in our election process. There was no obvious interception or corruption of our political process. And let's just take Elizabeth Warren for a second. U.S. Senator Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts, her name, because of social media, was relegated to Pocahontas. Mm-hmm. That's what social media and Donald Trump did for her name. She, did, mm-hmm. she was not a U.S. senator or running for president of the United States. She was relegated to Pocahontas and referred to, and, and her integrity was, was um, question, in question because she said she was of Indian descent. And Donald Trump ran for that, and it took away who she was and the importance of her contribution to democracy and to the United States because of social media. And that Pocahontas took and flew and magnified itself throughout the United States. You know, the other problem we challenge we have here is the rights for businesses. Um, uh, hmm. Facebook was started by Mark Zuckerberg and a number of other people. I don't know all their names, but at this juncture, at this point in time, he owns sixty percent of the voting stock in Facebook. Subsequently, yes. there's nothing can be done 
to him. They can't vote him out. <laughs> they can't. That's right. Because you know, he owns 60% of the voting stock in that corporation. Um, you know, it's, it's more than just the medium itself. It's also our whole business environment where people like himself and Bezos or whatever who own these companies um, and have all this power, and there's no way that they can be monitored, they can be adjusted, they can be sanctioned because they have the money, the stocks or whatever. Yes, yes. And also, we have gotten to the place now, well, wow, I can post on social media for free. So if I can post on social media for free, I can then write a program to have my computer post for me every five minutes. I can have mm-hmm. my computer send out robotically different posts and different statements um, every five minutes. And that's why you see more now um, in a verification status when you're doing something, you have to check that box that says, I'm not a robot. Because not only that we realize, okay, we have a platform. There were some, you know, geniuses out there that said, well, I can write my computer a program to where it's posting while I'm sleeping. And right. it's posting conspiracy theories or lies or even whatever. Even Let's say it's posting something positive. Facebook now says, they do say this, if you have a robotic system and it's posting every five minutes, we will suspend your account. If you are a repeat offender, we will delete your account. So that right. is happening on the business mm-hmm. side. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, yeah, that's a great thing. But what about this? What about this foreign interference? We cannot act like that's not happening. And it goes yeah. up both ways. It comes from another difficult. We talked about Russia, but other countries too, China, other countries or whatever. And, and I'm sure we're doing some of the same thing where we're allowing these people to pay us to, uh, you know, the, not pay us, but pay the, the, the platform is getting revenue um, from uh, posting and um, putting these things out that are from foreign entities that are detrimental that to is our true. Our, our country and our country in a positive and domestic, in a democratic form. Um, you know, that's another whole dynamic that is also um, a really ugly head and we have got to deal with. And so who do we deal with? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying what we should do. I'm just saying, who do we deal with? Who do we, do we get on the owners of these platforms? Do we get on the countries that post them? Do we do both? How do we handle that? You know, it's just another yeah, thing. I mean, I just, it's a theoretical question. I know we can't answer that question, but that's exactly. just, you know, something to think about. It is something to think about. You know, where where do you start? And after the election and maybe some before, but it really got um, to be where it was the thing after January 6th, a lot of accounts, and I want to say a 1,000, I was trying to look that up before we, we went on today, Gwen, but there was over a 1,000 or 1,200 accounts just on Facebook immediately, Facebook groups that were Russian accounts where they were sowing sewing, um, discount and um, hate and um, division. And you know where they were coming from? They were setting up the page to say Black Lives Matter. And once they had up the Black Lives Matter and they were pulling the Black Lives Matter logo and, and, and other things for Black Lives Matter, Matter and they were um, just defending whoever they could. You know, we as black people, we want to, we, we want to be Democrats or we want to, you know, vote all of the, Russian, the, the Republicans out. But Russians took our own 
division and our own social discourse and turned us against each other on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Right. It's, it's Amazing. And we're, I don't know where the responsibility lies. What do we do? Who do we go to? Do we go to the to Congress and Senate and say, hey, how do we stop this? Do we go back to the founders of these groups themselves, you know, Facebook, Twitter, face, you know, Instagram? Um, but there has to be some journey or road or path that we can take to try to get to get rid of some of that. Right. It is. And then, you know, on top of all that, we're talking about the bigger uh, issues out there, but it's also a small issue of your own private data, you know, being exploited on social media as well. You know, um, there are people who um, are concerned about how their posts are and getting their other information and people um, hacking into your account and taking your followers and doing other things with mm-hmm. their followers, that nature. Um, that's really concerning because I, I used to get a um, and I'm not a big social media person, so this is really um, a lot. But generally, about every week to two weeks, I get an email from someone saying, someone has hacked my account. Wow. Won't accept a, a free request from me. Don't follow up because someone has hacked my account. I am serious. At least one every two weeks. Somebody uh-huh. hacked my account. Uh-huh. Um, that is egregious. And there are there are certain people, certain groups, certain companies. Um, there is it, there are those entities out there that will see if you are not that active on your social media account. Well, I can go double expose your account. I can go screen save your picture and take your bio and then go and have a handle that's maybe just one you know space off or under you know a dash or underscore or your same user name but um, add a one to it and then they pretend to be you for whatever reason and then they take your followers and they start sending them notes about you know hey I have this brand new sunglass or I have these brand new whatever you know um, they do that. As a matter of fact, I had one one the other day that was very interesting. Um, a new friend from Columbia. As a matter of fact, we had over 200 friends um, in common in, in Columbia, South Carolina. And she inboxed me and said, hi, how are you doing today? Well, I didn't say anything. Then she said, what is your cash app ID? I'm feeling generous today. Wow. I said, Wow. So I went and I said, well, let me Google this because I know it wasn't going to respond. Um, that is um, that is a scam, and that is they want your cash up ID. Then they can actually try to go figure out what your username and password are, or they mm-hmm. can figure out what your phone number is, and they mm-hmm. can hack into the rest of your email or whatever. But if you get an email whether it's an email or a message box message and it says what's your cash app ID I'm feeling generous today don't they're not being generous they right. want something right be careful be careful yeah that's a new a new way of doing the one from you know there used to be one you get email you used to get saying I'm a prince in Africa and I have this money <laughs> yeah <laughs> you now, I got a new way of doing it now ask you for your cash app information so it's the same old scheme just a more updated way to do it mm-hmm. and the one it's through your email is still called phishing um, mm-hmm. P-H-I-S 
H-I-N-G, fishing. And that is that they promise you something great. Um, if you just give give $99, then you're going to get 2000 back, you know, um, if you just follow these two, these steps right here. But they're all from Africa. And, and I hate to say this, but that cu- culture has always been known for um, some things that are not reputable. I'll say it that way. Scams, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It is a lot for us to think about. And I think the reason, I know the reason why we are trying to have this additional conversation is because of all of the challenges out there with the misinformation they're giving and for people trying to get your personal data, when people are trying to hack your information, when people are, are saying things that are not true, when their people are having an open campaign to, to, to sow discord. We really need to try to make efforts to be aware, number one, and know how to shut this down and have, unfortunately, it's extra money oftentimes, but have the right kind of tools on your, on your devices and your computer and your phone or whatever that keeps you safe in some ways with some of the hacking, some of the scams, some viruses people send out to you because it is a different world. I mean, just think about it, 20 years ago, this was not something we've considered dealing with. And now it's like the number one crime out there. Gwen, you remember back when emails, I used, I was in awe of emails. Oh, I right. can go ahead and send a message now, and I can send a cast a document with it. And then right. we're there. I don't have to send for a carrier, or I don't even I don't I don't even have to send this in the in the on the mail. And mm-hmm. it really took uh, fax machines. A new level of not needing, you know. Absolutely. But remember how in awe of emails we were, and it's right. just grown exponentially since then, mm-hmm. from emails to where we are now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I remember to that point, I worked for advertising agency. Of course, everybody knows that, and we had clients all over the country, and we would prepare um, creative presentations. And at one time, we would have to fly. Uh, so my office was in New York, and I had a client in Miami. And we would, um, you know, once a month pretty much fly to Miami to present our concepts that can prove, disapprove, or whatever, and we go out and shoot a commercial. Well, after all this email stuff came about and uploading, we were able mm-hmm. to have those conversations. We email the copy or whatever, upload the storyboard, and able to have our conversation on, in a room and not travel not one instant. It was great time. It was beautiful. We, and it was close to me. Um, as account director and my creative director, getting on the plane and flying uh, to Miami, probably spending the night, come back the next day, we were able to walk into a room and have a conference call set up and able to share via email or upload it to the cloud, our storyboards, concepts, have a discussion, keep it moving. There you go. But now, when I was impressed, I was impressed with technology, yeah. and I'm sorry, the the, the the overall internet experience. I was impressed with that pre-2006 when Facebook decided to rear its head and say, hey, we have a connection for you if you – and really, Facebook came about while Zuckerberg was at Harvard and was trying to create a – a program where, you know, uh, alumni could connect with those who were there on campus right then. That's how I got started. And look mm-hmm. at where Facebook got started then. We, okay, put in your high school, and then you can connect with all your high school classmates. That's how, um, you know, Facebook initially started, and look at where it is now. Look at right. where it is. Yeah. 
And the good about it, we talked about there are goods. Please know we're not. I'm not trying to kill these platforms out here. There's some good to them. It's ease and, and it's helped us out tremendously. But we have to be vigilant and watch and listen and learn and understand what's going on out there and um, keep our wits about us because it's a lot going past pretty fast and a lot of negative things that have been attached. So to otherwise a good program, a good platform, but the negative things are also being attached to that. Now we have to be very careful. I love what you said. Keep our wits about us. Whatever you post, whatever you do, do it professionally. Mm-hmm. Right. Do it professionally and with integrity. So that's that's yeah. kind of our talk here today about this. I know we will talk some more, and we will keep our eye on it, on this situation about um, uh, the Federal Trade Commission as it pertains to whether you break Facebook up or how they can do yes. that or any of the social media platforms. We'll keep our eye open on that, how that's going to work, and continue to talk about ways to be the best we can be, the way we can grow in greatness, and um, give the world our best. That's what we're out here for, is to be able to give this world, our society, the best we have, not a bunch of negative um, and ancillary mistruths and misdirection of what's really happening. So that's where I am today. So, Princess, before we get off this um, show today, give me a couple more minutes. Give everybody your information. Princess Cooper is uh, the owner of uh, uh, Being Social, the social media um, strategy company where she's able to do strategies for you, um, able to post, able to cre- help her group is able to create, post, and all of this for you on social media. You don't have the time to do it. You don't know what you're doing. Uh, she's a good person to talk to, get some expertise from her. And so, uh, Princess, tell everybody how to reach you. Yes. Being Social Inc., we um, are in the market to develop your campaign and help you pen penetrate whatever market you're trying to target. Um, Being Social Inc. is on Facebook as Being Social Inc. Also on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find my website, www.beingsocialinc.org. All right. Sounds great. Well, Princess, thank you so much for this. I know we'll be talking to you again at some point in time. Stay tuned for us for next week. We're going to continue our conversation on the marketing plan and talk about other avenues to get your word out. So thank you so much. Have a wonderful, blessed uh, week and go out there and just be great. Thank you. It's Growing in Greatness radio show with host Gwendolyn Singletary. We want to be your source for reliable, relevant, and informative strategies that disrupt the norm and to help ambitious achievers grow in greatness. Don't miss it. Mondays at 6 p.m. right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Achievers grow in greatness. greatness. Greatness, greatness, greatness.